All right, y'all. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chillin' Drines Mas Finas with your girl Nicole Coco Patrice. Um, this week, we know marks uh, the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, Super Bowl, I believe it's 65. Let me double check that. Of course, I don't have notes on that, right? Of course not. But that's okay. We can we can look it up. Y'all don't mind. Two seconds. Two seconds. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah, uh, what's, it's five, seven, 57, oh, child, okay, we had the 65th Grammys, right, and then we were at Super Bowl uh, 57, L-B-I-I, come on, Roman numerals, I still remember, all right, and so, yes, uh, for the ladies, I know that the highlight of the Super Bowl is going to be the halftime show because we know our queen Rihanna will be performing um, and we haven't gotten shit from sis except a bunch of lingerie, which I love. Um, the Savage Mini line is dope as hell, um, even though I keep having issues with the little bra hooks snapping off, but that's fine, Rihanna, you know, I, I, we can't win them all, you know, um, but let's work on that okay other than that uh you know she's been working on the savage x line she's got active wear now the lingerie of course which i'm sure is responsible for a lot of babies um get y'all some for valentine's day i am not an affiliate or ambassador but i could be i actually got mine on under here now both hooks on my bra today work both hooks um so yeah so if you um ha are a rihanna fan you know she hasn't really done much since the lift me up single came out um for the wakanda forever uh soundtrack which um got some good reviews i didn't see too many negative reviews i was not a huge fan of this song for her voice her voice has matured over the years um i definitely give her um commend her for you know the way she attacked the song um but it just was a very the song was just kind of boring to me. I just, to be plain, um, I just feel like we could have did our queen a little bit better than that. But uh, of course, you know, bitch better have my money. Uh, was like the mark of like her, like basically giving the industry a big F you. And then she went into her billionaire, um, you know, uh, branding bag and, you know, Savage and all of that. And the rest is history. So we have, you know, waited on Rihanna to come back. But the Super Bowl is not just about Rihanna, ladies. It's about you planting your flag for valentine's day this is for the ladies if your man is a football fan which he probably is um i don't know a lot of guys that don't like football if they don't like football it kind of makes me question them a little bit but i mean they gotta have some other like masculine activity outside of football to like <laughs> compensate for the fact that they don't like football like if this nigga don't like football and he likes to like hand paint like crafts and shit like I'm going to give him the side eye. Like, you need to be, like, leather working or some shit on the side. That's why you don't have time to watch football. Like, because it's just, it's a little questionable for me. But I'm not shaming you guys, you know, that don't like football. It's other things you was out here doing, I'm sure, that took up, you know, a lot of your Sundays. Um, Christ, I guess, would be one of them. Uh, but other than that, I just can't figure it out. So, for my football-loving girls... Y'all already know, so I'm talking to you ladies who don't partake. Um, now, I used to be a huge sports watcher um, back in the day, of course, you know, when I didn't have much other obligations, 
you know, between my job and my kids and then now working a lot of side hustles and a lot of other activities that have my interest. I don't have time to watch it. And I was I was spoiled. I was an 80s baby who grew up watching sports in the 90s. And this was in the days where you didn't have to pay 50 fucking different subscription services to watch your favorite teams. Like I could just turn on ABC or WGN to watch the Bulls. Or, uh, you know, even WCIU 2060U used to show the Bulls games during the year. Um, you know, now everything's on TNT or, uh, you know, the, um, I forgot the other sports channel, the Chicago one. But I, I'm not, I'm not paying 50 niggas, excuse me. I'm not paying 50, <laughs> I'm not paying 50 goddamn labels, you know what I'm saying? TV networks or streaming services or platforms just to watch my favorite team. Like, it's it's absurd. So I've gotten to the point where I just said, forget it. Like, I did the NBA TV one year, and then that was it. Like, that completely blew me. So I'm I'm not an avid watcher. I can't tell you who is in the Super Bowl. I see now it's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. So, ladies, this is your crash course on – uh, what you need to know about Super Bowl Sunday. If you're trying to get the invite to the Super Bowl party or, <laughs> bitch, motherfucking um, top tier, okay, for for the, the girls who, who know the, the cheat code, you throw the Super Bowl party, hello, and you stay the fuck out the way. So, hey, baby, where you was watching the Super Bowl at? Oh, you didn't have plans or, oh, you was about to go over da-da-da-da-da's house? Well, you know, I was going to make some chicken wings and whatever the fuck this nigga like, make that shit, make his favorite cake or his cookies or whatever the fuck this nigga like to eat, okay? Make sure your screen is more than 50 inches, okay? Adequate seating. You cannot be over there tripping about people spilling stuff, so you better cover your shit in plastic or whatever you got to do, okay, with the grandma couch. Hook it up so that it's a very uh sports audience-friendly thing okay event um and hey it doesn't hurt to have a few of your girls over there to you know play cheerleader or serve service workers you know what i mean not that kind of service ladies don't 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 do that don't do that um <laughs> so yes so if you can get this the game on your screen on your big screen provide meals food um adequate space to lounge not be tripping about them making a whole lot of noise now you would have had to had to build up to this point so if he knows you're a debbie downer if he knows you're approved if he knows you're going to be nagging and you know irritating then he ain't even going to think about it he's gonna be like nah babe it's cool i'm gonna go to the bar or i'm gonna go hang out with my boy blah blah, blah. but if you already know that he would rather be with you or ha not have to make that trip over to your house after the game is over. If, you know, he want to cuddle up with you a little bit or whatever extra after the game is over, then you you make it easy for him, you know. So have the wings, have the whatever the food his go-to. If he vegan, get the vegan wings. Do what you got to do, honey. The chips, the dip, you know, the beer, the soda, the water. Let's go. Um, par team paraphernalia is a plus, okay? Deck the halls, bitch. The way y'all go out for Christmas and all of these other holidays or the way you expect him to go out for you on Valentine's Day, you should be going out for his favorite sports, you know, uh, championship event, okay? So Super Bowl is huge. Men look forward to this shit for like fucking weeks, months at a time. Like I said, I haven't been watching, but if I've been watching, I'm pretty sure I'd be the same way. Like, right now 
the thing that gets me going like that is like the House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones. So like <laughs> whatever you're a huge fan of, imagine this is that ultimate event. So like remember when Insecure had their finale and how you was planning your party to watch Insecure? That's the that's the energy you need to be putting into the Super Bowl party if you want him to be with you at this party and you're planning, like I said, your flag and putting your bid in for your Valentine's Day uh, treatment, okay? Um, now, you can't be mad if he don't return the favor if you blew it or if he's just an asshole. That's something you should assess before you start putting all of this effort in. But if you know that this is your guy, this is the guy for you, and this is what y'all on, let me give you my little tips on how to make that um super bowl party official okay um so one of the things like i said is you want to have the paraphernalia you want to have the big screen you want to make sure everything's set up and ready to go so he has no worries he just come in kick his shoes off kick his motherfucking um take off his jacket and he sit down and he ready to enjoy the game um if you can keep the distractions to a minimum no calls from your mama or whoever else none of these other people that's gonna come over there and bring the vibe down we partying you want to make this as like fun and raucous as as possible he want to make noise and he want to have fun um if you uh want to talk during the game make sure you're adding something of value so it helps if you just do a quick little you know roster check see who in see who out see who had problems this year who had injuries uh bonus points if you know what trades happened that may have affected the outcome of the season for your his team please know which team he's rooting for that cannot be underestimated don't get in there and be thinking he a eagles fan and the whole time he a kansas city chiefs fan like you blew it already um so if you should learn a little bit about the coaching staff, learn a little bit about his hometown connections to any of the players. Um, if he went to school with anybody that's a player or went to any of their former schools, that's always a bonus. So you want to look into stuff like that. Now, if you don't know the basic rules of football, honey, it's plenty of tools out there. Go to YouTube and figure that out. But you should know that a score is usually made on a touchdown, okay? Not a free throw or whatever other terms you confuse in home runs and shit like that okay it's a touchdown sweetie they run the ball to the other team's end zone past the end zone when they're close to the end zone that's called the red zone so that's within i believe five or ten yards of the end zone is the red zone so knowing that is essential that means bitch when they say they're in the red zone you better get his attention if he's not paying attention be like baby they in the red zone and then shut the fuck up third down is another one where you need to shut the fuck up third down red zone Shut the fuck up. Penalties. Shut the fuck up. Um, field goals. Shut the fuck up. Uh, what else? That's pretty much it. Like other than that, you can talk. You know what I mean? Um, so root with him, cheer with him, all of that. Uh, I would say definitely do not um. Don't say shit you're not sure of. And don't ask a whole lot of fucking questions. I mean, like, if he's a more patient guy, he's willing to answer those questions during the game. You kind of got to feel that out. But you know your guy. Like, if he focused on that shit and he's a very focused guy, do not be sitting there asking him, oh, baby, what that mean? Girl, if you don't pull out your motherfucking phone and go figure that shit out yourself. Most of this shit is pretty fucking simple, though, okay? So you got offense and defense. You got offensive line and defensive line. Offense mean y'all scoring. Defense mean y'all defending. That's so easy. The quarterback is the center of the uh, play action on the offensive side. He's the one who makes the calls. 
uh, calls the audibles. Audibles are just basically when they're trying to figure out what they're going to do if something changed or if they're trying to change up the plan last minute because something went off and they didn't get a chance to discuss this in the huddle. That's a fucking audible. Um, if I'm wrong, you niggas in the comments will definitely let me know. So, ladies, look in the comments because I'm sure it's going to be some nigga like, nah, that ain't what it is. It's actually in da 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 because these niggas love to mansplain some shit. But anyway, so um you want to make sure you know uh the quarterback's names at the very least uh i would say you're running um so your runners that's gonna where most of the plays are gonna happen is your running backs um the running backs are the, the guys that run the ball so the quarterback he do a handoff to the running back and the running back he runs the ball literally running to the next down the downs the downs are basically every so you're basically given 10 yards to get it down so if you don't make a down within 10 yards you move on to the second and this and the third and this and the fourth and this so each yard that you're off from the next down is what they say and and that number so if you're at second and third and, and third or second and three that means you are three yards away from getting to the next down, which is the 10 yards that they gave you for each chance to get there. So your second means you're on your second chance to make them three yards, to make them 10 yards, and now you're three yards short. You're at third and 12. That means you're on your third chance to try to make it to the 10 yards, but you've lost two yards. 10 plus 2, 12. Y'all with me? Cool. So, ladies, if you don't know nothing else but that, you good to go. Like I said, learn some of the roster. Learn some of his favorite players for bonus points, but you don't have to. But definitely not, just know you need to shut the fuck up on the third and fourth downs and when they in the red zone. Because, bitch, you, you talking during that shit, he going he gonna to be hella irritated because it's, like, really tight, okay? Um, it's like, you know, if you've seen, like, gladiator movies and shit, like, it's very much, like, it's so violent and it's, like, very much of a adrenaline rush and a lot of times when it gets high like that like they want to see somebody head get knocked off so you if he don't see the result that he looking for and you start talking during that time like it can be a little exas a little irritating okay so i advise you to just shut the fuck up ladies know when to shut the fuck up okay i have a problem with that myself so that's why I got no man right now. No, I'm just playing. I don't got a man right now because you niggas are scared. No. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> don't know what to do with a bad bitch like me. Okay. It's giving Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> okay. Who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Face ass. Anyway. Um, so, yes. That's my tips, ladies, for that. Super Bowl uh, 57. It's Sunday, February 12th at 5.30 p.m. And that's in Central Time. So adjust for your time zone. Okay. All right. So, ladies, and then you can go the fuck off during Rihanna's performance. He shouldn't mind that because he probably not going to be paying no attention. But he might because Rihanna fine as shit. So let him gawk at Rihanna for a while. You might get your little, little bounces in on the side and let him know, hey, wear your little booty shorts. If he ain't got his friends over, you can wear your little booty shorts. If he got his friends over, you know, put on your little football gear. Put your sweats on. Tie your hair up but let him know. Give him them looks giving them looks during them sexy rihanna songs like let them know just on the side just on the side like you know, just like after the game after the game we can head over here to to the room you know so that's it ladies so i mean if you blow super bowl sunday 
you can forget about Valentine's Day. Y'all heard that from me, okay? Fellas, if she fuck it up, if she fuck up Super Bowl Sunday, you have the right to revoke any Valentine's Day activities, okay? Because she should know. She should know what that means. All right. On to the next. Uh, so we had the... Um, what was this shit called? The Grammys. The 65th uh, Grammys. I had a little bit of notes on that. Actually, before we talk about that, um, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving again in the news because he um, demanded a trade before the trade deadlines. Uh, and uh, Brooklyn obviously couldn't negotiate, couldn't figure out what to do. They were talking about they were going to bench him until he was uh, traded, um, I guess because he was offered some deal that, you know, would have required that they not play him to risk injury and so ultimately Brooklyn and Kyrie uh all agreed to trade with him uh to the Mavericks so uh Kyrie Irving will be in a Dallas Mavericks uniform very soon I believe Wednesday he should be playing for the Mavericks um a lot of people are disappointed um but I feel like a lot of people understand why he did it and why it's justified. Stephen A. Smith, I think, came out and called him. It was, like, idiotic and that keep being selfish and stuff. But, I mean, Stephen A. be off base a lot. Um, I totally understand from Kyrie's perspective why, why you would do what you did when you did it. Like, they played with this man, like, over and over again. And, like, you're at the peak right now. It's right before the All-Star break. Like, he got so many votes from fellow players. Like, he's... He's at his, you know what I'm saying? He's, like, at the top of his game. Yeah, he missed a whole lot of fucking games with the Nets. But a lot of that was their fault. So, like, I mean, y'all wanted to force vaccines. Y'all wanted to force him to apologize for posting the link. So, it's like, you know, Brooklyn, y'all ran y'all team how y'all wanted to run y'all team. And this is what y'all got. So, KD is probably heated. I don't know how he feel about it, but KD is probably gone. So, the Nets are going to have to build them a whole new franchise. But I feel like Josiah is to blame because, I mean, bro, what have y'all been doing? Like, y'all keep putting y'all business in the street. Y'all keep dragging all of this non-basketball stuff through the mud. And, and it's like... And Kyrie's supposed to pay for it? Like, no, that man got he got to do what he got to do. So I commend Kyrie for doing what he has to do and moving on when it's time to move on. A lot of y'all can learn a valuable lesson about cutting your losses, knowing how to demand respect, and knowing your worth and your value and standing on that shit. That's my takeaway because Kyrie is like, hey, I know I ain't about to fold to y'all no more. Y'all played me enough, and he saw his motherfucking chance, and he took it. So, I'm, I mean, I feel sorry for KD, but it's like that's not his fault. He a grown-ass man. He made his choices. Um, So I wish Kyrie all the best. Um, I wish KD all the best, and I hope that, um, you know, the Mavericks will do a better job of managing uh, his talent and you know leaving the politics and all that other shit to the side um and yeah and uh what's his name i forgot that um the dochik dochik something like that whatever his name is his they make uh they they have a european player over there that's kind of like been looking for a second guy so uh another starter so this this is going to be great for them and could possibly you know make them contenders for a title. So I'm looking forward to that change, like I said. But I don't watch sports because the shit is too expensive. So, you know, any any of y'all out there that want to donate me an NBA package, <laughs> feel free. 
now. I ain't got time to watch that shit. I just be looking at uh like Dreamers Pro. Uh, that's a good podcast on sports. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I catch my little inside the NBA clips here and there, and I get my little Bulls news, and that's it. Or when I do my gig at uh, shout out to Privilege Restaurant and Bar on 69th in South Chicago. So I have a steady every other week gig there, and I watch the games when I see them on the TV. I be trying to sing and look at the games. It's bad, y'all. But other than that, I don't I don't partake. I don't have time for it. I don't have the funds nor the time. It's too much. It's like a full-time job trying to keep up with all of these, all of this stuff that be going on. It's just, it's a lot. Anyway, so shout out to Kyrie. Congratulations on that trade. And for y'all who just want to keep criticizing and downing the man and talking crazy and calling him all types of names, like shame on y'all. Like really get it together. Nobody owes you sports announcers and fans or anybody like if you're in your career and you're and you're putting your body this is the thing they they be putting their athletes pro athletes put their bodies and their lives their families like they put everything on the line for these teams and like they really dictate a lot of their lives so for them to know their worth and to stand up and say you know well i want this for what i'm giving up like it's that's the minimum like y'all really need to think about it like just because you you know you work your little office job and you just can't understand why you will walk away from x amount of millions of dollars like that's that's just not the 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 thing you know what i mean like people need to really uh I'm sorry, just old lady in the alley, like, doing shit with the trash. I'm just trying to figure this out. Anyway, um, but, yeah, it's it's just not the thing to do. Like, we got to do better about criticizing people who make the best decisions for themselves. Like, in his position, what would you do? You don't fucking know because you're not in his position. So let the man do what he got to do and stop disrespecting these men, especially these black men, just because they not moving how you want them to move. Because when these non-black men move how they want to move, y'all have nothing to say. Anyway, on to the Grammys. Um, so I didn't really watch that either. I just, y'all, I don't be having the time. Uh, like, who has the time? I got things to do, guitar to practice, workouts to finish, a daughter to chastise. Like, okay. Um, so anyway, Trevor Noah hosted the Grammys. I didn't see much of his clips, but you know, they were mediocrely gray. Uh, gray. They were beige funny. <laughs> they were beige that's so rude i'm not gonna i'm not gonna color i'm not gonna colorist be a colorist um but yeah trevor noah he not that funny to me okay um so anyway one thing i want to say is when are we gonna get an afrobeats category they keep lumping global performance with like it's like basically the throwaway box for like everything that don't fit into like latin or reggae like it's just like the dump grounds for everything else of ethnic music and it's like really trash like if it's not american uh r&b and pop or latin then they just throw global and you know that it's a global and i hate that like can we not it's so much you got caribbean you got afrobeats like all and then afrobeats got all of these other genres within afrobeats like it's just too much like y'all need to do something about that stop hating on the african artists okay anyway um, so Beyonce won, I believe, three Grammys, um, traditional R&B performance for Plastic Off the Sofa, R&B song for Cuff It, which beat Money Long's Hours and Hours, um, I'm sure which was a tight race because them, the, 
hours and hours was doing his thing. Um, still is. Um, but money did win R and B performance for hours and hours. So congratulations to her. Um, she also won for Beyonce. Also won for dance recording. Break my soul. We already knew she was gonna get something for that because that just took over everything. Um, and then Lizzo beats Beyonce's Break My Soul out and Adele Easy on Me for record of the year. And from what uh, I saw, Lizzo state uh, the last black woman to win record of the year was Whitney Houston for I Will Always Love You. So that is huge for sis, okay? And she did a Bay reveal too. I'm like, come on, Lizzo, with the wins, period. You better treat her right, my nigga. All right, and then we got uh, Robert Glasper, who won for our best R&B uh, album, Black Radio 3. Um, Linger a While by Samara, 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 I can't say that, sorry. Samara Joy won jazz vocal album. Um, and then I love N Natalia Laforcade. Um, she won for regional Mexican album with Un Canto por Mexico, uh, El Musical. Bad Bunny had a dope ass performance. Um, even though he was like wearing a t-shirt and slacks, like it was given very much like it was given very much your TO like just came over just to drop off some shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, did he not know he was performing? <laughs> but Bad Bunny looked good and whatever the fuck. He was just so cute and brown and shit. I'm like, go ahead, buddy. Um he won for a Musica Urbana album for Un Verano Sin, Sin Ti, A Summer Without You. Um, so that was dope. Um, tropical Latin album, my boy Mark Anthony. I've been loving me some Mark Anthony for the longest. He won for Payaoy, uh, which means I go over there. There I go. All right. And then Latin Rock and Alternative, uh, Moto Mami by Rosalia won. Um, I don't think I listened to that album, though. I heard a couple songs off of it, though. Rosalia is dope. She's very, uh, she got a different sound. And she, I, I like that she explores a lot of, um, like, merging of, like, the flamenco because she is Spanish. Um, like, literally from Spain. Not Spanish, like, niggas like to just say because you latino or speak spanish you spanish like like literally in spain with the nationality um so moto mommy um i need to take a listen but rosalia like i was saying is very uh she explores that flamenco culture from spain and then she merges it with a lot of the more urban stuff and it's very um it's an eclectic sound i love her visuals um she's killing the visuals um like my girl um Kali Uchis, I love Kali because um, she has that more like neo soul kind of vibe to it with the Latin influence. But I'm thinking, uh, I can't think of her name right now. Um, what is her name? It's not Natalie. Is it? God damn it. There's another artist. I love her so much. She's so weird and unique and just off the chain. Um, but I cannot think of her name right now. She's more like hip hop, but like she's been doing some, some strange shit too. So just shout out to like the, the Latina artists right now that are coming up that are like really like taking a lot of chances and doing some really unique stuff that's um, gotten them a lot of attention and well-deserved accolades, 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 accolades. 
anyway um and then pop solo adele easy on me won that and dave Chappelle notably won for comedy album for the closer um so there was a lot of other winners and uh performances but i like i said i didn't watch so i just pulled the highlights and um those were my takeaways and i just wanted to shout out congratulations to those artists um and just to say that you know as musicians um and artists uh some of my local fellow artists uh we need to definitely explore you know being outside of the box more and not like allowing uh you know what's been done before to dictate what we do you know so uh you know support your local artists support your more eclectic artists um you know give them a chance bro like i mean Everything don't have to sound like what it already sounds like. And and as artists, we should never be like chasing what's popular or chasing what is a, a guaranteed success. You know, you, you need to take those chances um, as artists and uh, go for, you know, what what could possibly change the landscape, you know, because you never know. Um, all right. And so on to. Oh, so I wanted to give a quick. Uh, review of you people I was not feeling it I mean I saw a lot of people gas it up and I was like okay well let me go take a look now I'm a huge uh fan of Eddie Murphy but like my standards on Eddie Murphy like I'm a snob like they're high like come on this is the man who made Boomerang and um coming to America and Harlem Nights and trading places and 48 hours like the list goes on like I I cannot like just let y'all just be like letting letting um him do anything it's you know I mean I understand he getting older and sometimes goals and objectives change and and your outlooks change but like I can't I can't just accept anything I feel like the movie was like very well casted I love the cast um so like my of course Eddie my favorite Jonah Hill I, I like he's always funny to me um uh, and just seems like a cool ass person um but then like we get into like okay so like Lauren why are we doing this Lauren London um did a great job Julia Louise uh, Dreyfus I love her from Seinfeld uh, she plays she Shelly um Nia Long uh, I think she did a great job with her role um. Kenya Barris was the, uh, I believe, the producer or the director. I believe he's the director. Um, he's notably known for Blackish. Um, David Duchovny did a great job in his role. I loved his character. I feel like he was one of the he was one of the scene stealers for me. Like every time David, I love David Duchovny though from X Files, so I'm biased. But like I feel like he was still in the scene like every time. Um, Young Miami, her 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 lines I feel like were like very typical and like I don't know. I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I think she did a great job in like being that she's not an actress and making like, you know, her acting debut. I think this is for her. So I commend her for that. But I just feel like it wasn't, it wasn't giving all that it should have gave. But for the role that she played, I mean, I think she did a great job. Um, Lala Anthony, um, you know, she's not new to this. So we know she's going to do a great job. Um, 
I think Young Miami was in one of them TV series, though. So I maybe this isn't her acting debut, but I think it's her big screen debut, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I didn't give a real hard laugh until Mike Epps. Dion Cole and Mike Epps was like my first real laughs. Like the Tron fucking theme wedding shit from Dion Cole, hilarious. And it was very much given. He probably did a lot of that off the fucking dome. Like he's just so fucking random. Um, Mike Epps always kills it for me so he was like the highlight for me but other than that i just never like really got a good laugh i think the only other time i can remember laughing was like the koofy setting fire because i love me some physical comedy i'm a lucille ball type of girl you know um and then the uh scene like when they were arguing i think him and lauren london jonah hill and lauren london's characters were arguing um and he was like she was like and don't come in the bathroom with me and he was like why would i want to be in the bathroom just like oh yeah you always in the bed like that was funny to me because i i've been in one of them relationships i've been that one too and i like like what, what we doing in the bathroom boo you taking a poop it's okay let me brush my teeth like <laughs> it happens right um so that was funny to me um but other than that, like, I just, the pacing of the movie was kind of whack. The script was very, like, lackluster. And it just wasn't as funny. Like, I'm just looking at all these people talking about, oh, my God, I was in Stitches. I can't wait to watch it again. I'm like, who paid y'all to say this? Like, y'all can't be fucking serious. I'm sorry, but y'all need to raise the bar up. But if you enjoyed the movie and you're going to watch it over and over again, that's fine. But my issue is, too, is, like, they went very light on the Jewish uh, jokes. I feel like very light. In comparison to how they did black people. But we ain't, we ain't surprised. David Chappelle talked about that. So, you know, Dave Chappelle already got into that. How, like, it's okay to joke about us. But when it come to y'all, y'all don't want to hear it. So, it was very light, I feel like, on, on the... They dug more into Farrakhan than they ever did it to any Jewish leadership. Like, ever. Um... And then my other thing is, like, of course, Jonah Hill and Lauren London would never, like, I could never see them being a realistic couple ever. Like, it just, the the chemistry was, like, not even there. It was so awkward. Um, and then uh, I'm, like, did, maybe I missed it. But have we ever gotten, like, we always, like, doing the interracial black and white. But we, like, never get the black Latino interracial. Or did I miss that? Like, uh, the last thing I remember was, like, Mississippi Masala or something with, like, Denzel Washington. Like, why we never get that? And, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, you know, because I did, I did have my share of Latino men in my past. But, you know what I mean? Like, where the fuck is that at? Like, I feel like that's more realistic, especially nowadays, than it was, you know, than this Jewish black connection that I feel is very forced you know what I'm saying I mean we saw with the Kyrie Irving tweet situation like that shit is far removed from being a regular occurrence like there's so much unresolved uh, issues between our communities that will probably never be addressed because when we had the opportunity to bring that shit to the forefront with Kyrie Irving's situation and again now with this movie we don't do it we want to talk superficially and we want to address the shit that we address about black people but we never want to dig deeper into what the Jewish community has done to black people or other people so it's whatever you know um what are we gonna do what are you gonna do you know some some people just safe and some people not and that's just how it is and usually black folk end up on the unsafe side 
as Tyree Nichols. Um, and I didn't really want to talk about the Tyree Nichols situation, but since I brought it up, um, I'm glad that they are now uh, looking to suspend the white officers and EMT personnel that were involved. Um, but it took way too long, but that just shows you the complexion for the protection goes across the board. Um, the five black officers were immediately, I believe, fired and charged, but the white officers have only been like suspended. So like, miss me with this bullshit. Like y'all... Ugh, it's a lot. That's why I didn't want to get into it. I have not even watched the full video because I can't. I just don't keep engaging in black trauma. I just refuse to do it because it starts to make you accept uh, being a lesser entity. And I refuse to do it. I know who the fuck I am and I know where I came from. And I deserve nothing but all of the fucking uh, spoils. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of the fruit of the land. Like, especially as black Americans, like we built this country, like they should be, they should be throwing roses at our fucking feet, quite honestly, quite fucking honestly. And I don't want to hear no shit about that. Like, it's not about, um, reverse racism or doing some shit, you know, oppressing the oppressor. Like, no, but at the end of the day, like, that's why y'all don't want to teach critical race theory. That's why y'all want to uh, and then I saw something the other day where they're trying to overshadow queer theory over uh, in AP uh, African-American history classes. They want to overshadow queer theory into the black history. Can we just have black history? Like no shade to the, the queer community. But like, can we can queer people have their own history? Like, yes, there's some intersection. But like for y'all to be like putting this as the icing on our cake, like the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, James Baldwin was gay. But, like, that wasn't, like, the totality of who he was, nor was it the totality or the the the, the nucleus of his work. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you, yes, it was a part of him, and yes, it can be mentioned. I'm not saying that, but, like, for y'all to, like, really, like, have that, well, you can blame uh, DeSantis, too, for, like, pinpointing that as, a, you know, as obviously something to draw ire to the concept. But, like, to be so focused on bringing other cultures and other um uh, marginalized communities up with the black history and up with the black movement to me it completely waters down what we're doing and this has been the oldest play in the book like we have constantly had to fight for our spot and have constantly been pushed to the side and marginalized by other color community other immigrants other uh, you know, like even with the migration situation in Inglewood right now, not Inglewood, Woodlawn, uh, with Lori Lightfoot bringing a lot of these Venezuelan Im immigrants in that are being bused here and giving them hotels and housing. And then now they're after backlash, after the community says something, now it's like, oh, well, we'll open these schools and hotels up to also to residents of Chicago who are unhoused. It's like, why did it take that to do that? So this is why you're getting this vitriol against some of the migrants coming here because like y'all always elevate other people other than the people y'all got at home. So black Americans um, have been the foundation of this country. And I feel like we should be treated as such. We're not, we should be first in line to a lot of shit and we're not. And so that's not to take away from nobody else, but at the end of the fucking day, it, if it does take away from somebody else, you got to ask yourself why and are, are we deserving of it? Hell fucking yeah. Like you don't have American history and American culture and American sh nothing without black fucking Americans. And I like, I mean, prove me fucking wrong. So that's all I got to say about that. Um, and, you know, like I said, the gay community, you can say what you want, but it's like blacks have always been 
like we do have some homophobia that we need to address in the community but overall blacks don't even have the time to oppress nobody else like you know us making a joke or saying a word here and there yes can be harmful and yes it should not be tolerated but to be like overall we're the oppressors of another community it's never fucking been like that same thing with the jewish community so i like i just really will hope that we take a better look at how we elevate other people's causes and movements and then we end up getting left in the dust we did the same thing with the feminist movement and look where it got us so like let's wake up y'all um so with that being said, I think I'm through. Um, oh, I also wanted to mention there was a school worker who stole $1.5 million in chicken wings. Uh, this was, I believe, in Harvey. Like, what the fuck? And they like they don't have no account on what, what happened. It was an older lady. She used to be a, a lunchroom worker. And then they like um, promoted her to something to do with like the administrative role of the food in the kitchen. And they said when the schools were closed, so everybody was on quarantine and a lot of the students were remote learning, but they were doing meal pickups for like lunch and dinner that she was basically putting in these ex like extraneous chicken wing orders. And the kicker is they don't serve chicken wings to the students, to the kids because they have bones in them and obviously a choking hazard or whatever. So like, they're like, where the fuck was these chicken wings going? Sis, where was these chicken wings going? I hope she got some money stashed up off of this shit because, bitch, wings was expensive, especially during that time. Like, was she responsible for the fucking chicken wing shortage? Like, she got some questions to answer. So I want to dig a little bit deeper than that. We might have to talk on that on another episode. But I'm going to end it right there. Um, We'll talk about uh some of this other stuff I had notes on maybe next week. Um, I did want to talk about that Chinese spy balloon and how um Biden... <clears throat> took a little long to respond to it and now they're saying that uh there have been multiple other balloons during previous administrations which seems to be their uh their you know always eternal scapegoat is to mention what previous administrations done but um yeah i don't know if this was a spy balloon i feel like maybe it was just a civilian aircraft because i don't see why china would be trying to blow it up right now especially when i just saw something about they were offering like five hundred thousand airline uh tickets for free to anybody who wanted to travel to hong kong so like i don't know if people are joking like they looking for prisoners of war <laughs> i black people we don't trust nothing do we well, no, let me take that back. We trust a lot of shit that come dressed in uh, Democratic blue, which is some bullshit as well. But um, that's a whole nother story, another rabbit hole to go down. But I'm about to end this episode. So, yeah, we'll find out more about that Chinese spy balloon as they collect the parts that were shot up over uh, the, um, it was like Chesapeake Bay or some shit. So we'll see what happens with that. But I don't think China was really trying to pull it. But we'll see. They said it was civilian aircraft. Um, I'm hoping it wasn't an aggression, act of aggression, because um, the timing is like, like way off China. Like, what are y'all doing? All right, y'all. Y'all have a, a blessed day. Enjoy your Super Bowl. And we definitely going to talk about that halftime performance and the game on the next episode. Bye. If only for one night. Now, if I could, I'd make you the whole galaxy. And if Try.